Welcome to another episode of the Revived and Renewed Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Omari. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the importance of remembering the poor. And our guest today is Mr. Kino Thompson. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Could you kindly share a little bit about yourself? My name is Kino Thompson. I'm a reggae gospel artist, go by Fire Gaze. I was doing secular. My music was also always positive, but I did an interview with Music Man when I was in Japan between January and March of last of last year. And I was doing mm. all type of reggae, like rah-rah reggae, you know, the little dancing songs, the gun songs, whatever. And he, he planted that seed back in me to, go back, to go back to what I was doing. Although I started out as secular, I was doing gospel reggae for a long time. And then, like, the church kind of turned me off, and I just was like, whatever. But he planted that seed, and I actually got back in the church. But I left the church that me and my wife just joined about two weeks ago because something mm. happened at the church and we didn't like, so we just left. But we're still looking for churches. But I, from, I'm, but I, I went totally off the subject. But I'm from the Bahamas. Um, all of my family is still in Nassau. I have my, I have family in Freeport. I have family in mm-hmm. Utah, Long Island. Because you know the Bahamas is 700 islands, but 50 inhabited. So that's my roots right there. Um, I left the Bahamas in 96. I joined the Navy. Actually, I was living in Miami mm-hmm. for two years, and I joined the Navy. I was in the Navy for 14 years. I have an older daughter. She's 26 years old. I have, ah. a, I, have a, I have a son who's seven. And now I have my beautiful wife. And I have a six-month-old. Her name is LaShonda Thompson. We just got married in May. So I'll be yeah. in beds again, right? Mm-hmm. And, Amen. and we try to keep God in everything. Best so way to do it. You know, things are bad, yeah. So that's Best good. way to do it. Do you have like a testimony that you want to share with us? I have testimonies. Which one? Which one do I <laughs> want to say? Whichever you'd love to share with us today. Well, um, I'll talk about what I'm going through right now. I um, I chastised my son. This was back in September. I chastised my son. I kind of overreacted with him. Because Mm -hmm. he, he, for some reason, he put feces all over himself. This was the day after work. He put feces all over himself, and he was just sitting in his room. He put it all over his his walls and everything else. And I was coming out of the shower, and my wife was like, what is that smell? And I was like, what is that smell? And come to find out it was him. And I overreacted, long story short. And I gave him a whooping, and I called somebody who I should have never called, which was my baby mama's sister, because mm. they're salty because I moved on with my life. She's very salty, but she was very toxic. That's why I left. Even in the beginning, when I first started talking to my wife, and I was working in Florida when I met her in Jacksonville, she would blow up the phone and just acting crazy on the phone, you know? But long story short, I call her sister to help 
her sister in turn called the police on me. Got me locked up, told them all type of extra stuff, got me charged with a felony. I never went to nothing like that. My wife had to bail me out. My wife had to bail me out. And then I had to go and look for a lawyer. I had to find the money for a lawyer. And then, long story short, God put me out of all of it. I took, I took, a, plea, I took a plea deal which was way better than going to jail. Now I'm taking a parenting class. I still don't have contact with my son because the aunt, she, I just found out last night that she filed for my son. She don't even supposed to file for my son. She didn't have my son. But anyway, even during the trial, before I even walk into my final trial, she was already asking me for money. She was already downplaying my wife. She was just being all out of order. Okay, boom. So God flipped the whole thing. Now she has a charge because she came over here with my son and told my wife, oh, I'm going to show you my gun if you get my face huh? and blah, 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 blah. So God turned the whole thing around. I mean, I'm still on probation and all that, but it's like he's not behind bars or so anything. That's my testimony. I, they wanted me to be locked up. That's, and, and, and I was overcharged too. Because mm. she told the police all type of extra stuff, you know what I'm saying? So she had an agenda. When she came over here, she had an agenda. That was her agenda for me to get in trouble. Because, like I say, they all salty and they try to come down on my wife because she was the replacement of her sister. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's my testimony, you know? Amen. That's my testimony. Amen. So I want you to tell us about the importance of um, remembering the poor, but I just wanted to say something else that you, I just wanted to add to some things that you've said. You said that you asked for help and I just want to just encourage you and the listeners to be mindful who we ask for help because sometimes they will pretend like they're in your corner or for you, but behind closed doors they are really against you and trying to pull you down so they're just looking for an opportunity to just pounce and to do whatever they have you know plan out and the second thing that um stood out to me was when you said that um music man planted a seed back into you and i'm like Sometimes that's what people need. They just need someone to encourage them and to, you know, say a kind, a few words, the gospel to them again, so that they can, you know, come back on the track that they should be on. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful that he did that. Um, I really don't know you like that, but I am just rejoicing with you that he did that because I know a lot of people out there. And I remember when I was out there and I needed someone to encourage me or to speak life back into me. So that right there is just big for me. Big. Mm -hmm. So you can go ahead and tell us why it's important to remember the poor. Well, it's important to remember the poor too. It's good to recognize the poor because guess what? You could be living high high on the hog one day and it could all be taken away from you. So you can't yeah. really live on people. And me and my wife, we do charities all the time. The last charity we did was in 2021. 2021. We did a school drive. 
school supplies, and we get care packages for the home, for the for the people living in the street around here. So, and we was everywhere, uptown, downtown, midtown. We was everywhere in Newport News, on the park, by the beach, going to different apartment complexes. Yes. Amen. When I when I when I have my resources back up to where it is, because I ain't gonna lie, that the case was hurting me a little bit because I work mostly on bases. So okay, they don't even know what they did. You know? And God has been very good to me because a lot of times, even even before I was in the church, a lot of times when I would get in trouble, I would be out of the trouble. You know, it's always yeah. there, always making a way out. Yes, yeah. just like waking up in the morning. A lot of people feel like they wake up their self. No, you didn't wake yourself up this morning. He woke you up. It's a blessing and a miracle within itself to be up the next morning because a lot of people don't see it. That's true. You know? That but, is true. But I'm a very big popcorn fan. I'm a very big Vibes Cartel fan. <laughs> but I got to watch I gotta watch what I listen to because I've been listening to reggae music from when I was like five, six years old. Right. So I'm 49 years old now, so you do the math. You know? It ain't too many artists I don't know. Mm. Yeah. It's the same here, because I, I grew up on Vibes Cartel and um, Movado and, you know, Popcorn and some others. Because I'm, what, 29? I'm going to be 30 this year. So I know them, but I, I that was one of the first things that God pulled me away from. when Before I was even baptized or anything um, i realized that i did not have the appetite for those kind of music anymore i had to protect my ear gate and so what i used to do and what i used to listen to no longer tasted or smell or feel, felt good so i had to pull away from it so you're right we have to protect our ear gate and our eye gate right. because these are the things that you know cause things to come in you're right Yes. yes. Well, I'm still working on that. I'm still working on because it's I just, process. I just love, I just love music so much. It's certain, it's certain songs I don't listen to though. I was listening to Squash big time before, before uh, Music Man spoke to me. You know what I'm saying. Right. I didn't even know there was someone by the name of Squash until someone posted it. I'm like, is it the fruit, the yes. vegetable? No, squash. <laughs> Cause he got, cause he got mm. and I got a lot of music, but my music is more geared positive now. It's always been majority positive, but I also dibbled and dabbled in other aspects right. of music. You know, I just got to keep it one way. Could you tell me a little bit more about your charity that you do? Like, I want to. Well, it wasn't nothing planned. You know, we just got up and we said, you know what? We're going to give back to the community. Right. My okay. wife even ain't been living here long. She only been here like maybe a year when we did it. It's going on about two years now or maybe a little more than two years. But we just we just got up and we was giving like sometimes you'll see people like begging on the street with their signs or whatever. So we was like, you know, mm -hmm. let's give out some care packages for the kids and for these people on the street. And then we went and we got the back to school stuff, you know, your loose paper, folders, binders, books, um, pencils, rulers, erasers, glue, pens. And we just 
fired them up and we just ran out and did it. Oh, okay. Yep. You know, some people might be listening and they'll be like, that's not a big deal. But it is a big deal because if you know what poverty is, if you know what it feels like to lack, then you'll understand how grateful these people would have been after receiving um, these gifts from you. Oh, but I know how it feels to be on the street, you know. Yep, living and sleeping in somebody's house, sleeping on the floor or whatever. Yeah, I know, but it. The Bible Bible encourages us to remember the poor, to give back to the poor. Um, A lot of times when I was, you know, a new convert, um, just coming into the faith, I was told that if I should give to the poor, then I will be poor. But Mm. I didn't. I didn't know that was a big lie until I started reading for myself. And I'm like, this is not what, this is not what he says. This is not what he wants. And that we should give back to those who lack, give back to those who are in want. And um, I realized that when you have been in the position where you have lacked and when you didn't have things, you, you totally understand what these people are going through. And so when you see them, your heart Get to that place of compassion, so you want to give back, and um, you know we used to give all the time. We just didn't give on a big level like that, like how we did. So we did it on a big level, and you know what is crazy? I was laid off when we did it. Mm. I was laid off on top of that. Yes. So and that shows your heart before God, you know, mm. and um. I know a lot of people who are religious and they think that it's going to church every day. So when you said that you left the church, that you, you are the church, you can be that exactly. thing in your house with your wife. And exactly. if you should call a few friends over who that is fellowship. And right there, you pull out the gospel of Christ and you read it and you, you know, discuss it among each other. And then you practice what you've learned. That's that is what we should be doing, and it's not just to go into the building, the four walls every Sunday or Saturday or whenever we feel like going, and say this is church. No, it's way more than that, and people need to start understanding that. But that church we went to, the Potter's house, we felt very uncomfortable. We have, you know, we didn't, we don't have any church clothes. So we came in sweats and jeans or whatever, and everybody out on coat suits and nice dresses. And when we walk in, everybody was looking at us. You know what I mean? Some hmm. people didn't even speak to us. And the people who wow. supposedly prayed for us when we rededicated, they let their daughter disrespect us. We asked them respectfully. We told them about it. And all we wanted was a, was a, was a face-to-face apology. They couldn't do that. Mm. Well, we want it. And it happened in, yes, and it happened in the church right after the service. Yes. And we wonder why sometimes people do not want to go. These are some of the reasons why no one is addressing it. Everyone is, you know, walking by as though it's nothing. You said something a while ago that you had your sweatpants and stuff. People need to get back to that place where they understand that it is not about the clothes that you wear. Yeah, nice fancy dresses and your nice suit every Sunday with a tie doesn't mean that you have a relationship with God. And no. what is what 
would be more encouraging to me is to see someone wearing a sweatpants or whatever to come to church. They want to hear the gospel. That means you're interested. That means you want to get to that place with God. So why can't we create that atmosphere, that place for people to come and say, here is what um, God has for you. Grab what you can and run with it. You understand? And it, it, what you just said hurt me too, because um, you're not the first person who have heard said this. And as a part of the body of Christ, you are my brother. Your wife is my sister. And it right. it is hurtful to hear these things. Yeah. It hurt me even more when we bring it to their attention and they were so hofty about it. They was just mm. so happy about yeah. it. Like, no, nah, she's a child. How is she a child if she's 15 years old? She know right from wrong. What are you encouraging her to do? So when she gets into exactly. the what are you encouraging her to do? And we told her, we don't take disrespect from no one because we don't dis we don't just go around disrespecting people. We don't. That's just something That's we don't right. do. Right. So I just wanted to talk about some of the things that Kino said. In this episode, he spoke about how the church reacted to him and his wife wearing sweatpants. And he said they didn't have any church clothes. People of God, we're heading in a time where clothes will not matter. Clothes will not matter. I'm not talking about those will with their body exposed and stuff like that. I'm talking about people who genuinely need to hear the gospel of Christ. And, um, you know, that is all they have to where um, we should be helping these people, you know, and pour it into their lives. You know, we don't, we shouldn't be disrespecting people. And this is the reason why sometimes people do not want to come in our presence as Christians, because they see us as these nasty people who are supposed to be extending love and grace. Um, so that right there is a no-no for me. I do not like when people do stuff like that. I mean, we're going to have people coming in who are homeless, people who have just lost their job. They don't have any money to get what we call church clothes. And so we have to learn to open our arms just like Jesus did and receive these people with grace and with love and with compassion and, um, you know, Feed them, give back to them, you know, encourage them, show them the way the Bible tells you that not just to preach, but to, to give to those who are, are lacking, you know, that's how you're going to show the grace of God and the fullness of God when you don't just do a part of what we're supposed to do, but go out fully for the kingdom of God. And before we close today, I just wanted to share the scripture, which is Proverbs nineteen seventeen. that says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. And also Proverbs 22, 9, the generous will themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. I hope these scriptures really encourage you today to give back, even if it's a meal, even if it's a, a drink, even if it's something, you know, you never know what a person need. And you can also ask God, who should I give to show me? And he will bring them to you. 
You don't have to go out there searching for people. He will bring them to you if you should ask him. Please, I'm asking you as children of God to be the example that the world needs, especially in these times where the time is drawing closer and closer where our Savior will return. Um, thank you so much for joining us this week and for always supporting us. Was fed up with his creation. In a vision, the man Noah was one. That 